Hi, this is Chikudu. Throughout this month, I'm going to be giving a mini talk on another look at giving. Today, our text is from Acts 20 verse 35. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Do you remember as a kid growing up, the thrill you feel whenever you receive a gift? There's something about that wrapped gift that gives you a thrill. But over the years, you've grown up, you're an adult now, you're the one now giving gifts to people. Whenever you give gifts to somebody or you give something to somebody else, the look on that person's face, the look of thrill, excitement and happiness on that person's face also gives you that thrill that you used to feel as a young boy. The only way I can describe this is using the uh, feel-good hormones that the body releases, that the brain releases whenever you exercise. Those hormones are called the endorphins. The endorphins are actually painkillers to combat pain in your body. But when you exercise, the brain releases this hormone into your body and gives you a feel-good sensation. And you could say that giving is also therapeutic because giving also gives you this feel-good sensation. The word translated blessed from my key scripture is the Greek word makarios or makarios, which also means happy. That is why in the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, in some translations, the word blessed used severally from the first verse to like verse 9 is translated happy. So if we interchange the word happy in our key verse, you could say it is happier to give than to receive. Giving is therapeutic. It is happier to give than to receive. That is how I want to start this series this month. Make this month a month of giving. Look out for people around you that are less privileged and help them out. God bless you. See you at the next one. Welcome to another look at giving. We're going to be looking at the number one law of giving, which is give, especially when you are led by the Spirit. You won't go wrong giving when you are led by the Spirit. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 14, that as many that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. I'm going to tell you a story about a South African preacher that traveled to New Orleans. He stood in line behind a family at a convenience store and he felt led to give the person, the man with his family, in front of him some money. Nine years later, this same pastor was invited to preach in a church in New Orleans. After a service, a man walked up to him and shared this story of how he came to faith. He said, my wife and I and my child, we were destitute. We were at our brink, our last herbs. No job, no nothing. So they made a suicide pact. But while they make the pact, let's give our child something to eat. That was how they walked into that convenience store. He said, while we were standing there in line, we realized that we didn't have enough money to pay for what we bought. And he said, after they bought the milk and the bread, they went back to the spot where they were supposed to kill themselves and they wept. Because when the man gave him that money, the man said to him, Jesus loves you. So they found the church that had a bold sign, Jesus loves you and they drove into the church and the rest is history. Just one act of kindness prompted by the man's spirit stopped three people from dying. Don't let anybody coerce you into giving. Always give when you are convinced that you should. Always give led by the spirit. I'll talk a whole lot more in subsequent series on this. Join me on the next one.
told the story, true life story, what happened in the Second World War. There was this Polish priest that was arrested by the Germans and put in the concentration camp in Auschwitz because he hid some Jews. And something happened in the camp. Three prisoners escaped. And the deputy commander of the camp, in a bid to deter further escapes or anybody trying such things, said he's going to take ten prisoners and stab them to death. This um, Gustavo officer was picking out the men. He picked one and that one screamed, hey, I have family, I have wife and children, please spare me. And that, of course, fueled the man's you know, hunger to even choose him. And about to do that, the priest raised up his hand and said, please, take me instead of this man. I'm a Catholic priest, I don't have any family. Let this man go back. But the prisoners died one after the other, one after the other, till nine of them died. Only the priest remained. Whenever you give, you increase. The priest gave his life for another prisoner. It was as if he had more life. God gave his only son for us. He let go of the one he had. Today, he has billions come to him because of the sacrifice of God. 1 John 3 verse 16 says, Now you've seen that Jesus gave his life for us. He behoves us today to lay down our life for our brethren. But I love you this week. Give to someone something that means a whole lot to you. Sacrifice something that you love so much. Give it out this one. I'll see you at the next one. Hello, I'm Jude. Welcome to another look at giving. Today's text is taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 12. One of the laws of giving is that whenever you give, give willingly. Don't give under pressure. Don't let anyone coerce you into giving. Don't let anyone manipulate you into giving. Don't let anyone make you feel bad that you're not giving. Remember the first law I gave you. Give when led by the Spirit. Do as the Spirit directs you and instructs you in your heart to give. Don't give in to men's manipulation. There's a rising trend of men that say they are men of God, manipulating those that God has put under them to give. They blackmail them emotionally and get them to give. Don't give under duress. For if there is first a willing mind, it is accepted. So acceptance is proportional to a willing mind. The Bible says in Isaiah 1 verse 19, If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. I heard a story about a, a pastor that came to a church and asked people to give. And people walked out to give. He started going from one person to the other, asking them what they've come to give. That is wrong. And when one person refused to be intimidated and refused to tell the preacher what he has pledged in his heart to give to God, the preacher told him to walk back to his seat. That he's not deserving to give to God. That is wrong. That is blackmail. Give. It's more blessed to give than to receive. But give. Not under duress. Give. Willingly. Give. Cheerfully. Because God loves the cheerful giver. See you at the next one. Hi. 
Hi, this is Chikudu. Welcome to another look at giving. Today, our key scripture is from Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 16. Wow. You came out from your mother's womb naked, you're going to return naked. There's nothing you're going to take away from earth to the life after. Nothing. This scripture radically changed my life. I've always known it. But knowledge is not enough until synthesis of that knowledge has gone through full circle to deliver understanding. We have been deceived that we own things in this life. The truth is that we own nothing. We rather possess things temporarily. You go to the library and you borrow the book, maybe for a week. You come home to read the book. You can read the book in any room you want. You can leave the book on any table or desk in your house that you want. But that control over the book is limited. Firstly, it only lasts for a week. And your rights over that book is also limited. You cannot give that book away. Neither can you destroy it. Once the time you borrow that book from the library is uh, has expired, you take it back. And when you take it back to the library, the librarian does something. The librarian does a check on the book, scrutinizes it to make sure that there was no damage done to the book. To make sure, as it was given you, you brought it back in a good condition. If peradventure you destroyed the book or you damaged it or you threw it away or you lost it, you'll be penalized for it. That is the way I want you to see your resources, your wealth, whatever thing you think you own, they are just possessions. You own nothing. You are just holding it in charge for a while for the owner. When you understand this, you are not attached to anything. When you understand this, you will freely give things out to that partner and I. When you understand this, you live free of every attachment. See you at the next one. Hi, I'm Chikudu. Welcome to Unlimited Giving. Do you know that to give is to love and to love is to give? The Bible says that for God so loved the world and the consequence of that love was that he gave his only begotten son to come, suffer and die for us. I heard a story once about a little boy, an orphan that lives on the street. He wakes up in the morning from the smell of freshly baked bread streaming out from the baker next door. His hunger will drive him to the baker's shop. He will pin his face on the glass of the shop. The glass already serenaded with steam from the oven. He was so fixed and transfixed on the bread that he didn't notice a man that walked into the shop to buy some loaves of bread. Walked out, walked behind him, tapped him on the shoulder and gave him a bag with a loaf of freshly baked bread. He held it, it was hot in his hands. And he looked up, the man dressed in a slick suit with a heart. And the man gave him a wide smile and his beautiful set of white teeth glistered from the early morning sun. And the man walked away. The boy stood transfixed. He was hungry, but he couldn't eat. He ran after the man, pulled him on his coat. The man turned, looked at him and smiled again. He asked the man, are you God? To give is to love. I'll see you at the next one.
Hello, I'm Chikizen. Welcome to another Good Kid Given. Today we're going to look at Don't Give Up on Giving. I had a lot of story of people giving up on giving. Some said they've given, 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 given. They're not seeing the harvest of their giving. They're not seeing the result of their giving. Some said they've given and given and they found out that those that they gave to were scammers. Those that they gave to were not really in need, but though they posed as if they were in need, so they were scammed. A lot of people wonder why there is so much evil on the earth. Why does God permit evil? So far, the devil is alive. There will be evil. His name is the evil. There will always be evil. But that should not deter you from doing good. Because God is good and God is still alive. The Bible made it clear in Galatians 6 verse 10. Let us do good unto all men. All men. Both the good, the bad, and the ugly, the Bible says, all men. He didn't say some men. But there was a caveat there. And that caveat says, especially to the ones that are in the household of faith. Do good to everybody, but always consider first believers. But that shouldn't stop you from doing good to all. And if you go back to some of the previous episodes, there's a particular one I talked about the preacher that gave money to a man in front of him in line in a convenience store. That man was not born again, but he was led by the Spirit to do that. What he didn't know was that that man was going to kill himself, his wife, and his child soon after, if he wasn't stopped by that man that gave him at the point of his need and told him that Jesus loves him. So my friends, don't give up on doing good. At the end, good will defeat evil. See you at the next time. This is Chikudu. Welcome to the fourth edition of Another Look at Giving. Our key scripture today is in Mark 10, verse 21. A book was carried out in religious circles, and it was found out that over 70% of prayer requests made by believers, by Christians, had a financial undertone, which depicts that a bulk of people in church are undergoing one form of financial hassle or the other. Then it's not surprising that Jesus, on the flip side, talked a whole lot more on money, up to, to some, according to some scholars, between 60, 65, and 70% of Jesus' sermons also had to do with money, finances, prosperity. God already knows that we'll be plagued with this problem. That is why Jesus spoke a whole lot about it. Jesus did not pray for the people, for them to be financially prosperous and you can also see that jesus was not afraid to talk about money he spoke about it boldly and he didn't flinch when he did the key to wealth prosperity is given i can't over underemphasize that and that is the truth when you give to the poor that is an investment god the bible made it clear in proverbs 19 verse 17 where he that had pity on the poor has lended to the Lord. Imagine you, mere man, lending to the Almighty God. So I want you in this month of June to have an investment mindset. Invest not just in your ideas in one project or the other. Invest in your life. I'll see you at the next one.
Hello, this is Chikudu. Welcome to the third part of another Luther given. Today our key scripture is in Psalm 24 verse 1 which says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell in it. God's sovereignty is boundless. Everything came out of him. The Big Bang is God's idea, is a product of his pleasure and his ingenuity. <laughs> but he gave man the power of attorney to oversee affairs on the earth while he looks after every other thing else. So, though man has the power of attorney, ownership of the earth is still God's. Truth is, if I'm going to buy biscuits, my intention for making that purchase is not the wrap, the box that the biscuit is contained in. It's actually the biscuits that I'm interested in. So if God owns the box, the earth, the container, everything inside earth belongs to God. God can redirect, rechannel resources to find you. That area you're experiencing lack in, the owner of the earth can redirect resources to find you. Not only that, Jesus, your husband, made the earth. The earth was made for him. The earth was made by him. God has made you a co-signatory with him. That tells me something. The resources in and around the earth is yours. You have access to it. See you at the next one. Bye. Hi, this is Chikudu. Welcome to another look at Given. Our key text today is from Ecclesiastes chapter 1 from verse 5 to verse 7. Beautiful couple of verses from Ecclesiastes. Then from that verse, you could get or sense something. He's talking about cycle, the cycle of things in life, the cycle of activities in life. When God recreated the earth, he put in everything he created a cycle of what? Self-reproduction. That is why God has not come again since recreation 6,000 years ago to create anything else. You get his cup now and I start filling it with water. It gets to a point when he's filled to the brim. Any amount of water I pour into this cup will not enter the cup. It will spill out. Do you know why? Because the cup is full. But if I drink from the cup, I will be able to replenish it. That is the thing about money and we need to understand it. Money is a currency. It flows like current. When we understand this, we will live a life of constant redistribution, constant giving, so we will be replenished. That is the secret to money. Just don't save money for the rainy day because you might just call it forth. If you must save, save for an investment day. Invest into a project this month. Invest into an idea this month. Invest into something that will yield a return. Learn to let money go in form of an investment and you will guarantee yourself a future. See you at the next one.